0: Miracy, i I'm Estee Rand, and you're listening to Making It. I run a business called Strand Consulting, where we help micropreneurs, all of you talented freelancers, solopreneurs, where you come with a dream, an idea, a vision, a skill set, a certification, an education, a former profession, and you want to turn it into a professional and profitable business? That's what I live for. To me, making it is this balance of financial lifestyle and service. My dad used to work. He would leave before I woke up and he'd come back after dinner. Right? He'd work like seven to seven when I was younger. And that is what I always grew up thinking was work. Work meant you leave before your kids are up and you get back when it's almost bedtime. That's work. My mom worked part time. She wouldn't go to work until, I don't know, I think like 10-ish and she'd be back You know, sometime around, we came home from school and that was like partial work. (laughs) that was kind of my understanding. And I really, I don't agree with that at all. To me, that lifestyle of how many hours you want to be working a day to reach that number and how flexible you want it to be. That's part of that success. What kind of life do you want to lead from this money you're earning? Because if that money chains you to a life you don't want, that's not success. I started my first profitable professional business when I was 10, selling my own handiwork. I, I typed up the order forms on a typewriter. I found them. I still have like the original folder. I calculated my cost of goods sold, even though my parents paid for all my supplies. I made these like Mexican name bracelets. Uh, you can still get them on the street in Mexico, like made out of string with like a plastic backing. So that was my first business. There's family folklore. That goes even earlier than that, that like when I was seven, my grandparents took me to a flea market in Miami and I went up to the sunglass stand and I wanted these sunglasses and the guy said they were $3 and I'm like, well, I only have a dollar. He's like, okay, little girl, you can have it for a dollar. And I pull out a five. So I have aimed for my sales strategies to be higher integrity than that as I've grown, (laughs) but I think business is in my blood. I didn't grow up like in a family business or with anyone really talking about business. It just was for me. In high school, I ran a note copying business (laughs) my senior year. That was actually the business that I wrote the essay on that got me my full scholarship to business school. So it was a really, really valuable business. Uh, But basically senior year, no one wanted to take notes our graduating class was like, eh, like we're done here. Three girls in the whole grade it was a, a girls private school took notes. One of them didn't want to share two did. And there were like these long lines. Okay. We're, we're going back a couple of years, pre-smartphones, pre-digital cameras. And we only had photocopying machines <laughs> to get people's notes from class, Right. And then the people whose notes they wore were, we getting nervous because everyone's borrowing it for them. And their two friends. So I said, listen, guys, let's do it like this. I will take orders. You'll tell me if you want girl A, girl B, or both. You will pay me exactly what you would have paid the photocopy shop. And you'll get your notes delivered. Rain, shine, doesn't matter. This is New York, right? It gets cold, it gets snowy. And I went to the photocopy shop. I said, listen, I'm going to be making a ton of photocopies this year. So I want the discounted rate on all of it. And they said yes. So I earned a bunch of money, got all my notes for free, and got all my notes in, you know, a senior year. So it was very helpful. And then it got me a full scholarship to business school, so... I did all the mainstream interviews. Like I interviewed at Bloomberg. I even got to like second or third stage and enterprise rent a car. Like I did mainstream stuff, but my passion, my fire was in marketing Judaism. So I took myself up to West 83rd with my whole portfolio of, you know, spiritual and personal development classes that I'd been teaching. And I like just knock on the door. I'm like, hi, I'm Esty and I want to work here. (laughs) I'm not joking the guy looks at me and he's like, I want you to work here. I don't have a job for you. Do you want like fundraise your own salary? I'm like, nope. Call me when you have money. So they did. And that was my first job out of university. I worked at a, I don't even know what you would call it. They're like a multinational, educational, spiritual, personal development organization. And I did marketing and PR. That was my first job out of school. I learned how to do press releases. I taught classes, I uh, helped guide some of the marketing efforts, was part of the events. It was cool. I have a lot of chutzpah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That's gotten me a long way too. Yeah, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of anyone. I'll approach anybody. And if they don't want to talk to me or if they don't want to work with me or they don't want to be my client, no problem. That's cool. Your choice. But if I don't ask, the answer is always no. That was the deal my ex and I had was that he was going to study Torah, become a rabbi, which he did. And I was going to work and help support the family and have a bunch of children and raise them, which I did. And so uh, that was my job. And I rose in the ranks and I became the CIO of the organization that I started as a secretary for. The organization grew tremendously in the years that I was there. And I had the most incredible boss who taught me so much. So much of my leadership now came from him and how he is able to lead leaders. Most people are leaders of followers, right? They're just managers. To be a leader of leaders is a whole different skill set and that I really got from him. And then, about 2011, right at the beginning of what is now such an obvious small business. I used to say boom, and now I just think it's the future. That's a whole different soapbox I can get up on after all these years. My job became toxic. They hired a middle manager. It was a nonprofit. So anyone who's worked in nonprofit knows that they're not run by the people who run them. They're run by the board. The board wanted this guy in. To this day, I hold that we did not need him and they fired him two years later, but whatever. But he made my life miserable because he was a moron. You could tell we got along really well. And the organization, let's just say they had a low glass ceiling. Yeah, I'm not going to say they're misogynistic because that would be not nice. So they just had a low glass ceiling. And I was at a very high level. And this guy came in. He's like, well, you're my new secretary. I'm like, no, no, actually, I kind of the CIO. I've I run all these things, and I've got this staff. He's like, your staff is my staff. You're my new secretary. Your trips are now my trips, and that that was hard. You know, that was that was challenging. So I said, actually, no, I'm the new leaving person. Bye. Yeah. Biggest mistake I see people make is just copying what someone else is doing with no understanding of how the thing works. It's assuming you understand just from seeing the outside of something. There's so much more going on underground. If you don't understand it, my dedication and passion is teaching marketing strategy, helping people understand how this thing works so they can turn any talent, skill, ability, education, certification, whatever, into a professional profitable business. And most people don't think that there is this whole, it's like the iceberg analogy right? You look at the top of the iceberg, you're like, oh, kid, snow cone. All right. I could sell snow cones. That's cute. There's an entire iceberg happening. You can't just look at the snow cone and be like, oh, snow cone. Okay, cool. All right. All the people with like laptop businesses on Instagram now, I get calls weekly, sometimes daily. Okay. Sometimes from current clients or people in my community leads. And they're like, okay, but Esty, I should be making passive income. This misunderstanding, you, you pin it on a word or a phrase with someone else. That girl on the beach with her laptop with the video that you saw, someone took that video. That was work. It was work for her to find that beach, get that position, say those words, get that video edited, get it posted, and then do it 16 billion times in different ways. That's work. That's her work. That's how she convinces you to buy whatever she's selling to do the work she's doing. But you don't wanna sit on a beach and a laptop making videos. Get a guide. Find someone to guide you who has attained what you want to attain at some level. And that guide can be a direct coach. It could be an influencer that you follow. It could be someone's community that you join. It doesn't have to be, you know, someone who holds your hand every day for an hour. It could be someone you're in touch with once a month. It could be anything, but find a guide. And learn the things that you don't know you don't know. Because there's so much that you don't know you don't know. If you think you know, you don't know. That's the starting point. I have had business coaches and guides and mentors my entire journey. I'd never be where I was without them. The most important thing you can do is get someone to guide you. At least one someone. And learn. Don't rely on someone else to make this happen for you. Right? At That employee mindset where you know and and a lot of people tell you the biggest mistake business owners make is you know they come from a corporation they try to build a business that looks like the corporation that they were working in so they get the office and they get the outside trappings but again that's just more of the copycatting right it's just more of the mimicry where like oh well this is what a business looks like so i'm going to make it it's just more of building those externals not the internals learn you don't have to do it all yourself you really don't you can hire it but you cannot hire it out until you have a basic sense of what it is cuz you will get the blind leading the blind and you mr mrs business owner, person. You are responsible to learn the things that you don't know you don't know because it's not someone else's fault that they're misleading you. I'm working on them, okay? I take that, you know, not responsibility fully, but I'm taking that job on. Learn to know what you don't know. I think I've really always been inspired the most by the vision I see next of myself. I've had so many incredible guides and mentors, don't get me wrong, and I would never be where I was without them, but I don't see any of them as my biggest inspiration. My inspiration is what I see I can be and create. I'm inspired to chase that. You've been listening to Making It. I'm SDRand, Rand, and you can find me at estyrand.com slash free gift. Because why just go to estyrand.com when you can also have a free gift? So E-S-T-I-E-R-A-N-D dot com slash free gift. If I have to spell that for you, we're in trouble. E-S-T-I-E-R-A-N-D dot com slash F-R-E-E-G-I-F-T. I I decided to do it anyways. I'll see you there. Making It is part of the MiraCFM network, which also includes Course Lab and Just Between Coaches. This episode of Making It was assembled by Jeff Govertson. Cynthia Lamb produced the episode and Danny Eaney, that's me, is our executive producer. So you don't miss the great episodes that are coming up on Making It, go ahead and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the show, please leave us a starred review. It's the best way to help us get these ideas to more people. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.